Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. I'm Neil. Hi, and I'm Libby. Hi, Libby. Hi, Neil D. Once again, happy birthday. Thank you, sweet boo. Libs, I loved celebrating your birthday on Monday. Um, We have fun. We did have fun. How great is the bar at Grace's? Who knew it was even there? Right. That's kind of the point. So if you guys go to Grace's on Kirby. Uh, it's next door to Carabas. It's one of the Mandola restaurants. Right. It sure is. Well, we're giving away all the secrets. Well, we should because our okay. peeps are cool. That's true. Yeah. True that. So tell There's them a little how to get in there. door to the left before you go into the restaurant and it goes to this, leads you to this perfect little cozy It bar. says bar. It says bar. <laughs> Just typically where you'll find us. And they have cozy banquettes and the food is divine. It's such a sexy room. It's so good. And the lighting's perfect. Perfect. Come on. Like, sometimes when you walk into a restaurant, it's like, is anybody performing surgery up in here? What are y'all doing? <laughs> Turn that shit down. Yeah, for reals. Um, And you're one year older, and I'm one year older, and here we are. And now it's Christmas. Are we any wiser? Oh, I don't know about that. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. We're going to be wiser today. Well, we our are. listeners are, and we are. This is very because, true. Because, you know, there's a lot of conversation out there about how Harvey affected the real estate market. Correct. I have people, you know, I'm sure every, you have friends that were flooded out mm-hmm. or, I mean, Becca Displaced and John and so many of our so friends. Many. And But it's, it's a huge topic right now in our city. Um, and so Libby and I have a special treat for our listeners today because I invited three of my associates from Carnan to join us today. And these are three major experts. These, these, Three people are heavy hitter, top producing real estate agents in Houston for a very, very, very long time. So let's welcome our guest today, Ryan McNeil. Hi, Ryan. Hello. Hi, Ryan. Howdy. Howdy. Welcome, <laughs> Mike Bloom. Hi, Good morning. Mike. Good morning. Good morning. And Lillian Newman. Hello. Good morning. Thanks Hi, for Lillian. having me. Thanks for being here, guys. There was a guy in high school that couldn't pronounce my name and he called me Lillian. He couldn't say Libby. Stuck, well, was he on the shortest we bus did go to possible? <laughs> <laughs> That's why when Lauren talks about something, I'm like, okay, pu- private school education, but like, slow it down for me. Come on, girl. Or just call me Lillian. That's right. Or Except that. This Lillian is brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, you're so brilliant. Sweet. She wouldn't no, have a problem really with is. that. Well, I've always been Lil, but just recently, I guess I'm, I'm growing up. So oh, now you I'm are. Lillian. Yeah. Well, Lil is. I don't know. What do you so say? What do you I do? love Lil. I mean, I, I guess get it depends on the situation. Yeah, Sam and Elizabeth. I go by Libby, and sometimes I just want to rebrand myself as the Elizabeth Taft because maybe go. I'll change my name. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody can find me. <laughs> Might be a good thing. Anyway, welcome guys. So happy y'all are here. Thank yes, you. We and really like are. you said, Neil, there's a lot of conversation about well Harvey in general, which will be going on for many many moons to come. But it's really interesting to think about how the real estate market has been helpful, affected, like now on Har, which we scour every day all day because it's just a fun pastime to do it really is it's like the first thing that i see that's kind of in the description is didn't flood during harvey you know so that's kind of like a selling point now so i think that'll start phasing out you You won't see that so much yeah well it's like bold letters first thing you see i mean it is Mm -hmm. if you look at the devastation of what did flood and hopefully that'll change in the future but anyway where do you want to start in our conversation today we're going to talk about the flooding issue but how have you seen uh, Harvey affect? Let's start with prices. Have you seen um, they've gone prices up. go up, go down? They they've gone up quite a bit. Okay. Um, September was record breaking 
Really? Yeah, it was like, I think, five to seven percent higher than last year. Oh, wow. You know, some of it has to do with August was slow. So it kind of had to make up for the lack of activity in August. And is August but, always slow or was it? Well, it was slow because, because of, of Harvey. Harvey. And okay. it is always slow. Okay. People typically are closed before August to get into the schools. Right. To be settled. So August is always kind of a slow. Yeah. And it's so hot. And it's so Nobody hot. wants to get <laughs> out Nobody and look at houses. I made the mistake of moving in August once. It's off. Mm. And I won't be making that. No. Ever. No. Yeah. Um, so prices went up because the demand was higher, we think, or, you know, Houston's just booming and right. growing and, you know, there's a lack of housing. So it's just, you know, it's going to continue to go up. And right. I think it, you know, it comes no surprise to me that the market rebounded as quickly as it did, considering how resilient the city is mm-hmm. and the people. Mm-hmm. Um, some areas like Meyerland and others that have hit, been hit repeatedly, I think there's still a lot of questions as to what the rea- the new reality is going to be for those areas. Sure. But overall, I think the city's doing very well. I think sales increased like 7.5%, like Lillian was saying. And um, interestingly enough, the price point over 750 was the robust, the most robust. Really? Yeah. 500 to 750 mm-hmm. was the strongest. Yeah. And actually a decrease <clears throat> in anything under 150. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So it all it's uh it was quite a bit. It was like 20%. Wow. Very interesting. Mike, how have you seen prices affected? I've seen everything go up. Okay. <laughs> there you going go. Up, going and they went up. up. Yeah. It's Houston's still a bargain. <clears throat> if you look at the national it averages. It really is. Houston is a steal. But it's not the steal it was five years ago. No, but when you look at what you can buy in Houston for under a million dollars, it's mind-blowing. Right. And that's new construction, even. Right. And the vertical space, and we're going to talk about that one day in great detail. Sure. um, I I think that's one of the driving factors of Houston's growth is it's so affordable. Sure. And do you think that prices are going to level out when this kind of ends, or do you think this is here to stay? No, I mean, there was obviously a peak right right after Harvey, but I think they'll just continue to go up. I mean, there's no predictions out there that say anything other, so... Well, we were looking, we used to live in a little bungalow in the Heights, which was adorable, you know, 2-1, kind of your standard bungalow situation, and we were looking for fun the other day, and I mean, you can't get anything like what the heights has got a little crazy ago yeah Yeah. i mean no 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 like that little precious house has gone up well all the cool restaurants and bars and stores and it's just you know everybody's out on their bicycles and it's just such a great little and it's only been we've only been in our place for four years and um i mean four years ago we had like that little fiesta which is now a nursing home which is really sad because that was a really good fiesta for any Mm -hmm. grocery shoppers out there um Lauren would like, if I was cooking something and I forgot something, she would leave the house and be back before like the song was over. Like it was that that's, close. It that's was close. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, now they're ha- they have like the whole Heights Mercantile, which is so cool and so well done. Mm-hmm. And all the exercise studios and, you know, there's that's a lot going on there. a game changer for that neighborhood. A total mm-hmm. game changer. Well, the Heights had to, had to and always will do well because it's speed. Yeah. out of the flooding area. Right. The Heights. The Heights. Hence. And... It's proximity to downtown. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it will it always used to be, be patchy, though. Hot. You know, you had oh, to really know where to buy, but it, and, but mm-hmm. that's getting... Yeah, it is. Know. I mean, you wouldn't go past 20th a few years or, ago. Or no. by Houston Avenue or right. anywhere no. over there. And yeah. now it's like we were looking at something on 27th that's like in the 7s and 8th. We were yeah, like, yeah. yo. My father was, uh, he was born on 27th Street. He was? Mm-hmm. 
That is how my, cool is my that? grandparents had a little grocery store. That is so cute. Robert's okay. Grocery. That's yeah. all I ever want. Yeah. And he went he went broke in the thirties because he gave away all of his groceries. He did yeah. for the they would come in and say, please, you know, can I have, because back then they did, Robert's everything grocery. was just, yeah, credit. Lo- oh, right? The charge account? Yeah. Long credit yeah. accounts? Like and we, he, they would the come account. in just begging for food and, that come is, on, I'll pay sweet. you. And, but he reopened, I think they had the store for like 40 or 50 years. Wow, yeah. really? Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. We have a friend that bought her house. I think she's on like, you know that huge um, kind of church looking glass? It's on 20th-ish at like. Do you know yes, what I'm talking about? It's like 1.4. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's right next door to that. And our friend bought that in um, the 90s for $24,000. And since she's added oh on gosh. and she's, you know, done, I mean, it's what like she's investment. on the corner lot. Yeah, twenty four. I'm like, what is $24,000? You know, the best thing to me about he- the Heights is Sumburger. But we'll oh, okay. right. That's <laughs> a whole other For show. two years, I lived in the, the mid-rise in the Heights, 1100 Harvard on the cover, mm-hmm. corner of Harvard and 11th. And... Um, Oh, great location! The Heights wasn't anything right then what it is now. But Sunburger was there, and Sunburger better always stay there because that is besides Avalon Diner one of the best cheeseburgers in Houston. In life, and a good burger joint's a reason to choose a neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Um, So the Heights is still um, growing. I mean, we met yesterday with Brad Smith from Smith Family Homes, who's been on the show before. And, you know, he was one of the early builders who was coming in and taking some little bungalows down and putting these beautiful homes up. And he's still very aggressive about the heights. You know, he's like, it's there to stay. Sure. Well, I love how they maintain the historical part of it. They really I mean, it's have. strict. It's, it's gotten so strict. You know, if the house didn't have shutters... Uh, 40 years ago, you can't add them. Really? Yes. They're really not kidding. So sometimes, you know, you'll have a beautiful home on the inside, but it's limited to what they can do on the outside. So the curb appeal is not very great. So it affects sales sometimes. I have a friend of mine that just built one and it's gorgeous inside. She has all these imported French antiques and chandeliers, but from the outside, it looks, you know, like a shotgun shot. Right. Well, that might be a good thing. Right. Burglars (laughs) keep on keeping on. Keep on going. Right. Well, the memorial area, parts of memorial that have never flooded, flooded this time when they, you know, released the water. And um, we have several properties that are being offered now as lots. And this is something I really want to talk about because so many people want to know what the best way forward is. Do we settle with our insurance company and walk away selling the property as a lot? Do we rebuild? What do we build? All this kind of thing. So, Mike, tell us what you're – I know you have been consulting with a lot of sellers or potential sellers about this. And how, give people a little guide as to how to think of this in terms of math and in terms of how to take the least hit financially. Well, it's a case-by-case basis because in the core neighborhoods – where the area has never been affected and the schools are prime, people are always gonna have an interest in it, but for the areas that are considered less prime, like uh, in the deep flood zones, there's gonna be a probably a decade long absorption rate for the lots because wow. no one ever expected for so many lots to be affected all at one time. Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, the absorption rate for lots is is a huge thing because Areas where typically a lot came on and was on a day 
that's not the market anymore. And certainly not in Memorial. No, but if you have a lot in the Memorial Villages, there's always going to be somebody that's going to want the site for a new home. And I think for most people, they are better off to sell as a lot rather than try to restore. Especially if their children are grown and they're not trying to take advantage of those schools. But it is a case-by-case basis. If you have an original home from the 1950s and it was built too low to the ground to begin with with poor drainage, you can never correct that. If you have a newer home, it it may make sense to uh, go in and do the renovation and make some precautions for drainage. You once told me, well, you told me this recently. Um, of, ha, ha, remind, remind me how many years you've been in real estate? 20. In 20 years. Me too. You, you have never guided or allowed really a, one of, a, a buyer client to purchase a home. And, and two of your clients over all your career have had homes flooded. I actually had three clients over a 20 year career that were affected by this flood. I've never had anybody before this year's event. And uh, I'm proud that I'm so overprotective of my clients. And I've always been aware of where the high and low land is. And it's hard on a beautiful day in Houston, which is an amazing city, to drive people around and orient them and get them to understand that it could be a totally different dynamic during one of our you know, flood events. And most people want to uh, veto me and go for the value, which is a house on a subprime lot mm-hmm. that outshines the houses in the prime areas. But I've, I've been very good at guiding them back to the safe and smart areas because resales everything, location, location, location. There's a whole new value in Houston, especially after this once in a lifetime, hopefully flood that... Uh, high ground has a a new value and you're going to see a lot of vertical development as a result yes and we are already yeah Yeah. ryan can people have their existing property elevated how do how does is that a viable um remedy um i've seen a few houses in the meyerland area that have been elevated i don't know any real numbers i've heard that it ranges from like a low of like 175 up to a quarter million dollars and that's probably Mm -hmm. on like a 2,000 to 2,500 square foot ranch. You know, you get into bigger homes and I would imagine it's cost prohibitive. And they literally come in and dig out from, how does that work? Well, they they raise it up and then I guess they backfill or underfill the house. What I'm wondering is, is how can they pack that dirt and that soil such that it doesn't create stress on that foundation when it begins to settle into the dirt? One of my neighbors raised their house and I keep, after this, well, about two years ago, they don't flood anymore, but it they're up higher than anybody around them, so I'm pretty sure their immediate neighbors are like, "Well, now you're flooding us." Right. <laughs> so, you know, the watch other your thing, mailbox for that lawsuit. Thank you very much. The other thing about the neighborhood, the neighborhoods like say Meyerland, Westbury, and similar, where a large percentage of the houses are below base flood elevation, many of these homeowners will not be able to take the proceeds from their insurance and re- rebuild the house because they won't be able to get permits from the city. Right. So. I heard that 1,900 of the 2,300 or so houses in Meyerland did flood. So if you think about whole blocks, block after block after block of Mm -hmm. homes where people will have to raise the house or scrape and build. But if you look at the the demographics in there and the, you know, the average income, a lot of those people may not have the resources to scrape that house and go build a new house, which will probably cost six or $700,000 to build on their land. Right. So then you may find people who want to do that but then if 60 percent of the lots are sitting there 
empty and effectively abandoned for a prolonged period of time, mm -hmm. that's the huge disincentive for someone to come in and make a large investment. Mm -hmm. So that yes. becomes kind of a chicken or egg scenario. Our developer has um, some rental houses in Maryland, and it's just like, not even Harvey, but like, you know, when it would just be six inches of rain or however, just a little rainstorm. He's like, well, we're, you know, I mean, it was just like every single time. And this, I mean, now his house is washed away. So, but. so what's going on in Maryland? That's not an area that I sell much in, so I'm just not real familiar. How many times has it flooded? Many of these homes flooded for the third time in three years. Okay. They had the tax day flood. I mean, uh, 20 plus years ago did what did this happen or is it all recent maybe from the new construction building around it you know wh why Meyerland why is it flooding so bad I think it's a lot of things Meyerland's I think historically been prone to flooding along that braised value watershed and then you have the growth and development in the the increased watershed from the Katy Prairie you know Cinco Ranch and all of that mm -hmm. water flows from northeast northwest to southeast um, that's a big part of it. Okay. And then I think we've just had exceptional rainfall events in a shorter window of time than we've had previously. Mm -hmm. Well, my, my, my area that I've lived and, and sold mostly is that corridor up and down Memorial, you know, mm -hmm. from the Beltway to Derry Ashford and, you know, it's, they've never flooded before. So, you know, they don't have repeat flooding. So I mm -hmm. think maybe property values may not affect them as much as someone who has flooded several times. I have a buyer right now who's actively looking in Nottingham Forest because of the particular elementary school there. Mm -hmm. And we've looked at a lot of houses that are flooded. And from what I've gathered from neighbors that we've spoken with, the vast majority of the residents are going to stay. They love it. They Where's love it. Nottingham yeah. Forest? It's at Derry Ashford and Sounds Memorial. Sounds like a fun little cottage the, village. The schools are wonderful in. and mm -hmm. it's Derry Ashford great where? family. In Memorial. In Memorial. Okay. Yeah. So how mm -hmm. far does Memorial really like go technically? Highway 6. Highway mm -hmm. 6. Okay. So not like the Beltway, like further out. Is right. that 024? Right. All, all the way to the dam. Okay. Yes, that famous so that's why, that's why everybody all up that, and yeah. down there got hit. No, we mm -hmm. had some friends that like had to, I mean, they're in a rental and you know, all that stuff, like just, but they're further out. So I shouldn't know technically how far Memorial goes. Interesting. And those are some high dollar homes, mm -hmm. right? Well, the, yeah. So in this case, a lot of these houses um, are, I would say for a house that's say 2,500, 2,600 square feet or larger, most of those were being offered flooded starting at about a half a million dollars. Mm -hmm. We've looked at a few that are priced at like 700, 750 and they had six feet of water wow. and it's going to cost, Well, you and know, part of that is the dam issue, which we'll talk about the dam issue. <laughs> Sorry, right. funny. Um, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But this yes. has been so interesting. There's so much more to this topic. I There's mean, this so is much really, more. You know, it's everyone's largest investment typically is sure. like their home. Well, and this and is the first time we've ever had anything like this. So, you know, there's there's no guarantee. What's hopefully going, what the first than the last. I think it's a real moving target, too, at this point. Even Mike Brubaker and appraisers with his experience are saying, we really don't know because there's no not enough data yet to sure. really determine to compare it what the values to are going to be well this is so in interesting so and interesting so guys we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back stay with us mm -hmm. 